Well, hi everybody and welcome to Pushing the Limits once again. It's fantastic to have you with us. Now today I have a session with my business partner, my coach and my longtime friend, Neil Wagstaff. And today's subject is about what to do when you fall off the bandwagon. Now that can be with your diet and nutrition or that can be with your training and how to get back on and how to stay motivated for the long haul. But before we get underway, I'd just like to remind you Please reach out to us if you've got any questions around running, around mindset, around nutrition, weight loss, uh, around health in general, around epigenetics. We'd love to help you. You can reach out to me at lisa at lisatamati.co.nz. Also, check out all our programs over on our website. Great place to start looking at what we're doing. Check out our blogs. Check out the, all the other podcast episodes. That's at lisatamati.com. And if you enjoy the show, I'd really be appreciative if you could give it a rating review. Podcasts live and die on their ratings, so it's really, really important that if you like the show, that you support it by doing a rating and review, and of course the five stars would be very, very appreciated. You can also hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook, we're all over the place, at Lisa Tarmody on Instagram, and the same on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. All right, without further ado, over to the show. Well, hi everybody, welcome back. You're here with Lisa Tamady and with Neil Wagstaff, and today we've got a fantastic episode for you. Neil, what are we actually talking about today? Staying on the wagon today, Lisa, staying on the wagon. We, uh, we've all been falling off it at some point, you and I as well, um, so we thought it was about time to talk about how to stay on it and, and how to get back on it if you do have a couple of little trips. So this is in regards to your, your nutrition, your, your eating plan, your your training plan, you can use this in any, any direction that you want to go in. But we've got some, we've compiled a few sort of top tips to help you, especially with your nutrition, if you're finding that you're falling off the bandwagon, um, and what you can do to help yourself. So the very first one that we wanted to bring up today is hydration. So if you are, if you are not hydrated properly, you're going to have trouble with your training. You're also going to have trouble. You're going to be hungrier. You're going to have a whole lot of problems going on. So, Neil, tell us a little bit about hydration and how this works and why you need to hyperhydrate the body. The better hydrate the body is, the better it's going to operate. You need your body is made up of made up of water, and it should be made up of water. So, the the more that's coming into your body, good quality water. So we want to make sure you're getting good quality filtered water and making sure you've got the right, roughly right amount for your body size. So for me, sitting at around, um, I sit around 80 kgs, I need, I usually go well on around three litres a day, just mm -hmm. under. If I'm exercising, then I'll add another 500 mils to 750 for each hour of exercise, depending on how intense it is. And then don't miss the fact as well that if you're drinking teas and coffees, you need to replace each, um, each tea or coffee with another glass or so of water. Now, the body will function a whole lot better. The cells will do as they should. Your tissue will be a whole lot more pliable and a whole lot more softer if it's hydrated. So the body just does what, does what it should. If you've yeah. got hydration in your body, then you're going to feel a whole lot better. You'll find your um, concentration will go up. Your brain will feel less cloudy. So it's a real easy win just to do straight out of the gate. Yeah. The other thing from nutrition point of view, if you feel hungry, go and have a drink. And then see, give yourself 10 minutes afterwards and see how you feel. It works in a couple of ways. It distracts you um, and can distract you from what you're um, feeling, the feeling of hunger. And then it lets you know if you truly are hungry. Yep. So if it's just something that's habit-based and you're reaching for something because you want a snack or you want something sweet, try the, try the water first and see what, it, um, see what it does. I like to do a, a super, super hydration in the morning. As soon as I get up, instead of having a big breakfast, I have... Um, 
you know, a really good litre to a litre and a half of water, either with uh, vegetables and things cut into it, you know, lemon and ginger and turmeric and vegetables and things, um, or just just even water, because I find that if you start the day off with a good kickstart, it also it kickstarts the metabolism, what you want to do, and so that you're actually set up for the day and you're not playing catch-up the whole time. And typically when you've been asleep all night, if you're like me and you're a mouth breather, you've got your mouth open all night, really good good looking uh, person when I'm asleep um, you're dry you're dry your whole system's dried out you know we tend to you know we're in bed for eight or nine hours or whatever we get to sleep um, and you can you're pretty dehydrated in the morning so start the day in a, in a good way and that sort of goes on to the morning routine if you can get your morning routine sorted out that's a whole topic in itself but setting your day up right so that you're you're going in the right direction now what are some of the other things that we wanted to pull out today let's talk about um if you're on a diet or you're on a nutrition plan i should say i hate the word diet um Getting an accountability partner, group of friends, somewhere that you have to interact with to stay on the course. And this is why, you know, having having a couple of mates that you're doing it with will keep you on track or having a group that you have to report in, even if it's a Facebook group, you know, and you're putting up your stats every couple of weeks or whatever it is, um, can really help. Because we are basically we are we are herd mammals, if you like. We we ancestrally speaking, we have always been in groups and herds and tribes, and we react really well to social pressure. So whoever you surround yourself with, if you surround yourself with people who are eating pizza every night and uh, going to KFC for lunch, then you're going to fall off the bandwagon. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are into healthy eating, who are sharing healthy recipes, who are talking about the, the, the importance of nutrition and the good sides of it, and this, this, this is valid for everything in life. Whoever your herd or your tribe is or your, your pack is that you hang with, that you run with, is who you will become. And this is why it's super important that you hang out with people that are going places and hang out with people that are on the same mission as you. So finding a group of people that are into nutrition, that are into health, uh, that'll help keep you on track and make you, because nobody wants to stand out as being the one who didn't do it. Social pressure is amazing what it can actually get you to do. Um, and having, when people have expectations of you, um, this, this really helps you stay on track and stay focused because you know they're going to pull you up next, next week when you see them and say, well, how have you been, you know? Um, so that's a really good thing on that, Lisa, just how good it feels, that feeling which, you know, you, we've both had is when you haven't seen someone for a little while and they say, oh, you're looking good. Yeah. Or you check in with them on the following week and how's last week go? It was amazing. That feels, that feels really good to be able to say that. And don't, don't miss that feeling as you have it, because that's the feeling you want to tap into. That's the one you want week in, week out. That feels good. Yes. That really, really, really does feel good. It's like a good, good analogy that I was chatting to someone about the other day. If you imagine coming, coming back to the water a little bit as well, you imagine a beautiful island, Fiji. Yep. Clear waters, beautiful sand, or you imagine a sludgy, dirty, old, stinking pond. Oh, yeah. That you, you want your, your, your body and you want people to be looking at you like the island. <laughs> and rather than the ponds, everything you put into the ponds is going to continue to get worse if you don't look after it. And the more water you put into your body, the more you stay on track with your accountability, the closer you get into the island. So be like the tropical waters. Not the sludgy <laughs> pond. That's, that's, that's where you want to you be with it. And accept that now and then you are going to fall off. It's all right to 
that you are. We all do it. You and I were talking before we got on the um, onto the podcast. That we've we've fallen off. It happens. And yeah. I think acceptance of that is all right. What what where it becomes harder work is if you fall off and stay off. It's accepting yeah. you're going to get distractions. I've got three little ones that distract me all the time and stop me some of the time staying on point with what I need to do. That's part of it. You've, um, you know, obviously you've, you've um, spending time with your mum throughout some parts of the day and it will slow you down with some bits you want to do, but it's bits yeah. we both still want to do. I want to be running around with the kids. You want to be hanging out with mum. There's yep. things we want to be doing. So it's how you fit the other bits into your life and don't use it as an excuse or reason to go, oh, I can't do it today because this got in the way or that got in the way. Yeah, and I think on that point is is that we all have a, a massive, great critic in our heads, especially when we're older and we've been doing this for a while and we've tried 100 diets and we've tried to start 100 uh, training programs and we've failed each time, right? And and the, the big thing is, and, and I've been going to a psychologist and I've got a very big critic in my head apparently, so <laughs> I know what I'm talking about here. Um, and the critic is very much, you aren't good. You aren't good enough. You're never going to do this. And this is a voice, you know, I also use this analogy in running, you know, you've got the lion and the, the snake on your shoulder and the lion's the one who's cheering you on, telling you can do it. And you've got the snake on the other side, metaphorically speaking, I'm not crazy. Um, and a little bit crazy. The snake is telling you that you you you're hopeless, you're useless, you've always failed. Why would this be any different? And that's the one that you've got to start punching in the face and telling it to piss off because that is the one that's. The, and the thing is, you actually don't punch it in your face. The more you attack that thing, the, the stronger it will become. Okay. So what you actually need to do is to ignore it and start reinforcing the positive, start listening more to that positive voice, start having, I don't care what you think, but positive affirmations work. If you've got, I've got stuff all over my fridge and I'm the master of this and I'm the best at that. And these are things that I'm trying to suggest to my mind to think in a new way, if that makes sense. So if you start saying, oh man, I just ate half a packet of biscuits, that's it, I'm useless, oh well, I might as well eat the other half of the packet, that's what's gonna happen. Instead of going, right, I just ate half a packet of biscuits, oh, that wasn't very good, right, okay, what can I do? I better go for a bloody walk, or, you know, or I go for a little run, and tomorrow I'm going to make sure that I've got my healthy snacks in my purse so that I don't fall into that trap tomorrow. Instead of berating yourself and then what does that do? It puts you in a negative frame of mind and then you spiral downwards and you eat the other half of the packet. I know, I've been there, done that. And, and it's, it's, it, it, it's stopping that critic from taking too much control in your head and then distraction is the next thing, Neil. Talk about a little bit about distraction and impulse control. Yeah, it's made, it's made sure when these things come up, which they will. So we talked about the acceptance and accepting they will come up. We've, we've all, as you said, got voices in our head. Anyone that tells me they haven't got a voice in their head, I don't believe them. It's, we've all got them, and you, I often have conversations with mine. And as yes. you say, it's about having conversations that reframe it, make it positive, and putting some distraction in place. So if you get um, cravings that you you want to go and eat something or you're giving yourself every reason that you're not going to go and have your run or give yourself every reason that you're not going to go and go to the gym, create a distraction. If it comes to going and want to get something when you're having a cup of tea in the evening or a, a herbal tea and you think, oh, I fancy something sweet with this, try 10 squats, try yeah. five press-ups, try sitting and focusing on a five-minute box breathing exercise. Try something different just to see if it distracts your mind, if it reframes the situation and puts you in a position that you can go, actually, I've got control of this because that feels good as well. Yeah. When you know you've got control of it, that feels good. And then you, you know if you do decide at any point, I'm going to 
give myself a treat, you're doing it consciously and you're doing it in control rather than doing it, as you suggested, where you're putting yourself in a position that you're just putting yourself down. This is bad. You, you're taking control of the situation. Yep. And we can, we're all in a position where we can do that. It's those, those techniques you put in place. Going out for a walk. Right, I'm going to go for, going to go for a walk. I'm going to go and pick up a book and read a book. Plenty of things you can do. Try it and, and test it. They're real simple things. Gave you some examples there, but find the one that works for you. Because once you've got your distraction, it works. And again, as we always say, we're talking from not here from, from just study and just science. And we're talking about stuff we've been through ourselves and we're yeah. having stuff for ourselves. Do. Yeah, lot, yeah, it yeah, takes yeah. discipline it takes discipline it takes a lot of discipline and something you you need to need to do another one that i find works really well and we do this with the with the kids at home every even with with ellen cam and and annie is at the end of the day around the dinner table where we ask each other favorite parts of our day so the yep. kids will bring it up now it's become such a part of our routine they say right what's the favorite part of the day and what it, the idea of that is is that it makes you find some good things in the day the day yeah. can feel like oh that was a tough one that was a challenging day. There was, there was a lot of things going on. I was rushing around. But when you actually take a step back and actually have a think, right, what were the good things that happened today? Let's, let's find a couple. And the kids will go around, me and Sam, and what was our favorite part? And just that whole process just can change your mind immediately. Often, if I've had a challenging day, the kids will say something that just goes, ah, let's put it all back into perspective. Yeah. And same from Sam might say something and goes, oh, it was, I just really enjoyed having a cuddle with in, bed with with the kids this morning or yeah. i'll say i you know enjoyed seeing the kids running around after school any number of things but those things will just really reframe reframe yeah, yeah. where you yeah. Grat- gratitude is such a powerful thing because gratitude isn't something that just goes on in your head gratitude is something that actually affects your entire physiology so we're not talking we, now we are talking science okay this is not just this is actual science when you go into a state of gratitude for something um then you're actually releasing those good hormones into the body and you're de-stressing your body. So you're lowering your cortisol levels, you're actually increasing your good, you know, your dopamine, your serotonin, your, your, your good ones that you want and you're actually sh- shifting and changing your physiology. So to have a gratitude routine every single day, either at the beginning of the day or the end of the day or both, um, that can be a really good... Write it down as well. Is For us, we talk about it as a family. But yep. write it, writing it down. So if it's something that you're, um, it might be you're on your, you're on your own, or could be the kids have already left home, any number, number of things. But then writing it down, so you're sharing it with yourself effectively. That's just as valuable. And also gives you something to look back on. It's a really fun thing to look back on in a month down the line. What about what are the good things of the month? And you can go back through your your gratitude journal and find the find the find the good things. The other one which um which we haven't talked talked about for a little while actually is um which was a game changer for me was um music. So with our epigenetics program, um I've got some good advice that that music is a good way for me to switch on my good genes, which all the things you were talking about before with the the way I feel from a physiological point of view will give me a lift. So um, Sam and I used to have a huge CD collection that we'd be playing all the time. And then when the kids came along, that kind of got put in a box. Um, so I've been Spotify on my phone now. And when I'm making dinner in the evening or hanging out with the kids, just simply by putting on some music, and we'll often put on music that, that um, takes us back a, a few years. Yeah. A few, and uh, just getting a, having a dance. So having a dance, getting the getting the kids to jump in and join in as well. Now they've actually got their own playlist now and want to put those on. And then we, we just that whole movement thing will again operates to distract you. It totally reframes where you're at. 
and leaves you feeling in a totally different um, different headspace. So all these things you should try, and often it's when I start talking to people about it um, on a daily basis, sometimes you'll see people rolling their eyes, oh, yeah. and then it's not until they actually try it yeah, do it. We're so so good, Lisa, at doing all the other things in life, like booking meetings, tracking all our stats at work, doing all the other things. But we just need to be as good at doing it for our bodies. System so processes. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, we can we can, <laughs> we can go on that. But give your body the same attention that you give most other things in your life, um, and just having those little routines, like the music, the gratitude, it, it, it puts a smile on your face. It really will. Yeah, and and I think like you know because we get so much into adulting. You know, I often say to my husband, he says, "Right, I've had enough being an adult today. I'm going to be an idiot." You know, and and he's great at being an idiot. He's so funny. You know, and he'll just be doing some little dance around the place, doing something silly like a kid would, and, and it's actually good. So like, you know, let's take off the adult mantle for an hour or two and just have some fun have some fun play with the kids dance be stupid stop being so freaking serious all the time and life will get a bit lighter and a bit happier and it can be a few minutes at a time it doesn't have to be a whole hour of dancing it's just having those little wee breaks throughout the day to reframe your your mind um and you know some people have said to me oh i get bored at night far out i'd love to be bored you know, my brain is always learning. I'm always got a million projects on the go. To be honest, there's no reason in life to be bored. Um, you know, I could do with slowing down a bit, not doing so much and taking a bit more time out. But, it, it, you know, you don't need to be bored. Find a hobby. Find something that you've always wanted to do. There shouldn't be any time where you're feeling absolutely... The other thing on that, on that note as well, mate, I totally agree with you, but also you turn the boredom if it needs to be some of the time into pleasure if you've got the time where you you can be sat there with some peace around you and with time don't miss that opportunity as well it's it, and I, I chatted to someone um at the gym the other day and said the same thing don't feel if you've got time and space it needs to be filled so it doesn't necessarily always have to be filled with something it could just be something that you get comfortable doing because from again from a physiological point of view that's the perfect time for your body just to start Oh, yeah. winding down dropping down so it's, it's you're 100 percent correct there's so much you can do and there's so many hobbies interests you can go out there another one on the fun fun side of things we've um we've bought a load of board games recently so just things like that where you we, we um i've become a um a connect four specialist in the past <laughs> month so playing playing that regularly it's stuff that just makes you makes you laugh makes you you know want to go back to being a kid again and having having fun they're all great things so just well i think the point i'm I'm making is just when you've got time fill it with something that's going to boost you from a physiological point of view and give you that lift give you the hormone release you want and switch on those genes that you want to you want to be switched on switching on the genes and that and that that is actually we have a program called the epigenetics testing program, which we're getting really, really great results with because it's telling us these types of things exactly. It's like getting a user manual for your body. Um, and we're going to be sharing over the next few weeks more about this program because we're having some huge wins with, with our athletes and with people coming to us that it, it gives you permission to be you when you understand how your specific sets of genes, like for you, Neil, being told that music is something that will help you release those the dopamine and those, those good um, good hormones and things into your body. So that's something that you learned out of that that you can actually implement in your life. So it's not always about just what you put on your fork or how much kilometers you ran this week. It's not just about those things. It's about learning 
what times of the day they, you know, how many meals of the day you should be eating, what your dominant hormones are, what uh, type of exercise suits you and your body and where you're at right now. And that might not be, you know, what you think it is. It might be something completely different. Um, understanding your whole personality type. Uh, this is a really, really powerful program that we're getting huge results. And I'm really excited to see um, that, you know, the personalized health is in the, that, that's coming at us in the future is, is going to be so much more powerful than this cookie cutter, you know, one size fits all. Everybody needs to go to the gym and smash themselves. Everybody needs to be on a, a you know, very restrictive diet or something. It, it, it's, we're getting away from that now. We're finding this for your set of genes works for you. And this for your set of genes is a completely different ball game. And then we're actually starting to get a whole lot more results as athletes and as coaches. We're seeing these results come through in this epigenetic uh, testing program so we're really excited and this is just the start of this sort of stuff you know there's more and more coming um that neil and i stay on the, the cutting edge of all this stuff all the time and it's really really exciting at what is coming down the pathway um and what we already have in in the programs that we have so do reach out to us if you want to know more about the epigenetics side of things um and how you can have everything sort of tailored and personalized and understand your own body and get that user manual for your body um it really really does make a difference well about to wrap up for the day neil what's some quick tips for balancing blood sugar throughout the day because one of the main things that makes people fall off the bandwagon as far as nutrition is concerned is when they get to that point where they're starving and they're hungry and anything will do. You know, you're just shoveling it in like there's no tomorrow because your blood sugars are out of sync. So talk us through a little bit the science of that and what you can do to keep your blood sugars on a nice even keel. One of the things is eating for your, obviously eating for your body type. So there's certain people that can eat an apple and it'll keep them full for... Uh, you know, a couple of hours. Yep. Others eat an apple, and afterwards they they find that they're just starving in within seconds. So eat the right foods for your body type, and you can do some simple, again, some simple testing for that by maybe having bacon and eggs for breakfast, um, one morning, and some fruit the next, and see how quickly you're um, you get hungry again. So you can start to see what foods what foods work for you. Mm -hmm. The other thing is making sure you're prepared with snacks. So if you leave, have breakfast in the morning and then leave and uh, home without any, any snacks and have to reach for something that is sugary, is processed, then that's just going to, again, put you, on that, put you on that wave of highs and lows and that's what you want to avoid. So choosing snacks, that, it could be nut-based, um, taking a small bag of almonds. Um, if fruit works for you and it's keeping you full, then fruit and nut snacks as a, as a combination can work, can work well as well. Making sure you're eating um, well at lunchtime is a very basic rule of thumb. A good thing to try as well is think your breakfast like a like a queen, lunch like a princess, and dinner like a pauper. So you're having more of your calories early on in the day, mm -hmm. and then the, you've got the opportunity to use them throughout the day. And choosing choosing foods that are ideally organic, freshly grown, um, staying away from your processed foods, staying away from your white flours, your white sugars, your white breads. Simple little things like that will start to really help you, you stabilize your, your, your blood sugar out. Where we often fall down is, and we've all, again, all been there, is we get to mid-afternoon, we haven't had a, um, a good enough breakfast, we've then had a sugary snack in the morning, we then miss lunch or have a small lunch, and by the time we get to mid-afternoon, we are craving whatever odd yeah. we want, and we're going to devour you know, a muffin and a coffee, and then 
same cycle again. Yeah. So it's, it's been probably the, the biggest tip I can leave everyone is, is just be prepared. Understand that you're going to need to be flexible. Yep. But be prepared. So night before, if you're cooking a um, big believer in, in cooking once, eating twice. Mm. So cook, cook extra on, on, a, on a Monday night that you can then have ready for lunch on a, lunch on a Tuesday. And, and watch watch for those hidden sugars and, and things. Exactly. Uh, I hope people know this already, but you know a lot of the sauces that you buy pre-packaged, and this is why cooking from scratch, if you can, is ideal. So you know things like a can of tomato sauce is just laden with sugar. Um, a lot of the others are laden with preservatives or or um, massive amounts of salt. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff that's crap that we we are taking in all the time and is actually not doing us good. So if we can cook our food from scratch, from real food, most of the time, then we're on to a winner for starters. And when you, what happens when you have a, um, a very high uh, you know, sugary snack, for example, it spikes your blood sugars and then the body uh, tr- drops that down. So the insulin drops it down to get it into the cells. And when it drops it, that's when you suddenly get hungry again. So it's actually causing more hunger which is counterintuitive. You think, oh, I'll have a chocolate bar and then I won't feel so hungry. Well, actually, you're going to be even more hungrier in about three quarters of an hour, an hour's time because it's dropped it and then you're going to go the seesaw effect, whereas you have something that's a little bit of protein or even good fats, you know, a half an avocado or something like that, that can set you up for a good three or four hours and you're not actually hungry. And all of this, of course... If you have the epigenetics done, then you know exactly the types of things that will work for you. Like for me, almonds are off my list. You know, they're not good for my body type, and yet they are for your, yours. So when you know the exact things, of course, that gets a little bit easier. Um, but if you don't have that, then you can at least grab to the ones that generally are healthy um, and that can help you work out things. All right, Neil. So I think we're going to wrap this up for today. Any last sort of words of wisdom for... Staying on the bandwagon with your training. Yeah, I think we've covered. Yeah, we've, we've covered some good, some good stuff there. Hopefully, those that are listening will be able to take one or two of those points. Yeah, the last parting comment would be: don't try and do them all at once. Take mm-hmm. one or two, test them, play with them. Your all your bodies are going to be different, so you'll respond slightly differently. So test the things we've suggested, see what responses you get, and reach out to us with um, email, via messenger, Facebook. If you've got any questions, because we're we're here to help. Yeah, so that would be fantastic. So you can either reach me at lisa at lisatamati.co.nz or you can reach neil at neil at runninghotcoaching.com um, or you can visit our website, lisatamati.com and all our programs are up there. We are everywhere on Instagram at lisatamati. Check out our YouTube channel. We've got over 500 videos on there, I think. Meanwhile, it's a hell of a lot of work we've done. Um, we'd love to help you reach out to us, ask us the questions around your running, around your mindset, nutrition, fitness, weight loss, anything that you're having a struggle with. If you want to know about the epigenetics program, and do please get in touch with us. And thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again soon.